Welcome to You Are the Host, the podcast where you are the host. And by you, I mean Jeff Oliver, a.k.a. Ivy Tat. What's going on, man? How's that, guys? Thanks for having me on. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Out of all the hiking YouTubers I watch, I think you're the only one that she actually like really enjoys or watch <laughs> with me. This so. is true. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't, people ask me all the time, like, who do you watch online? I'm like, I don't watch anybody. They all annoy the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But I, I see, I don't like watching myself either. So it's like, I don't even watch hiking videos. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah, it is kind of a strange, when I'm watching, like, specifically your videos too, because you do like the daily vlogs. I'm always like, right. what am I watching right now? Why am I just watching a person in the woods hiking by? Oh, it? don't get me wrong. <laughs> I mean, I used to watch them. That's that's when I when I decided to vlog that, uh, you know, my first hike. I, I nerded out on these hiking videos big time. Like I watched a few guys, and but then once I started doing it myself, it's like I get so fucking burnt out on doing that shit. By the end of the trail, like I don't even want anything to do with it. Like <laughs> I nerd out on like camera and nature, you know, vlogs now. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, it's, it's almost like for me anyway, when I get off these trails, I don't even want to look at my fucking gear. Like I am so fucking sick of it. It stinks. It's like, I've been carrying this shit for six months. I need to separate myself as far away as possible from that stuff for a while to regroup, to get excited for the next one. It just, you know, it happens every time. Like I, to be straight up honest with you, I haven't been on one fucking day hike since I got off the trail. Oh really? Like I still get out. I still get out in the woods with my dog and shit. But as far as like putting gear on my back, I need a break from that shit for a while. Yeah. Well, see, that's weird. I guess I've never done any of the really long trails. I wish I had. I mean, I could say that all I want, but I guess I've never done a long enough one to really experience that. Because even when I'm hiking all summer, I'm still watching hiking yeah. YouTube videos all the time. I'm quite envious of you guys, though, because you know, before I started through hiking, I was the day hiker. I was the weekend warrior. I did that shit for like three years before I through hiked. And I used to love doing that shit. Just going up on like a, a day or weekend trip on the AT. And then, uh, once I started through hiking, like all that is just, I don't know how to describe it. It's not, it's not I won't say it's not fun, but it's just not the same. Mm -hmm. Like I'm used to pushing miles for months. So when I go out for a day hike or a weekend, Unless I'm specifically going up to like photograph something, it's like, what do you mean? I got to go home and go back to work after two fucking days? That's stupid. <laughs> you know? So, so through hiking, it kind of ruins you in that way because I used to love going out for the weekend, but now it's just like, it doesn't appeal to me anymore. It sucks. Well, hey, you're helping me not feel so bad for not going out through hiking. <laughs> Keep day hiking, man. Yeah. You don't want to turn it into one else. Once you through hike one time, then you're fucked. And then you got, you get <laughs> right. in this lifestyle and then you, start quitting your job and you know well <laughs> shit ruined, man. i'm planning on doing the superior hiking trail i wonder if that'll happen that's only 300 miles so uh, yeah, that'll that. be enough that'll be enough to give you a nice little taste of this lifestyle yeah i guess yeah, for sell sure. all my sell all my stuff and leave my girlfriend for six months <laughs> you just gotta drag your girlfriend with you uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then what do we do with this <laughs> yeah we got a couple fur babies at home yeah, that's the shitty thing, and, and mm -hmm. my dog's behind me right now, Mr. Wigglefails. That's, that's the worst part of it is leaving leaving your dogs at home. I've met on the AT. I met probably met half a dozen people through hiking with their dogs, and every one of those dogs I saw, yeah, their tails were wagging and shit, but they just did not look happy whatsoever. Like they didn't ask to be out there. It's like I would never, even if I had a working dog, I would not put my pet through that shit. Like no right. way in hell. After so many miles pushing through, like that dog's got to be exhausted. Oh yeah, it's yeah. yeah, and they look. You can see the ribs sticking out. Just I would, I would not put my dog through that. Mm -hmm. But for me personally, leaving him behind always, always sucks. 
Yeah, and you can tell in your videos. Well, I've only watched all. I've watched all of your AT videos and uh, PCT videos. But when you see him after leaving him for so long, it's like we can tell the emotion yeah. that you have. <laughs> yeah, that first week is always the worst, and then the anticipation of once I get towards the end of these trails, my body's just wrecked, my mind's just wrecked, and all I think about is getting home to him. So it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's 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 a, it's a rough situation. If I would have known. You know, I got Roscoe long before I started all this through hiking shit. Um, luckily, he's the type of dog to where if somebody's petting him, he really doesn't care who he's with. Like, when I get off these trails, I expect this big, like, reunion. He's going to jump in my arms and all that shit. He's over there licking his ass like I never left. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Because he was well taken care of. So it's a little peace of mind for me knowing him. he's not missing me that much. Yeah. I miss him more than he misses me, you know? Right. I guess that's good. Might make the might make hiking hard, though, if you miss him more than he misses you. Well, yeah, but yeah. it kind of also yeah. acts as like a motivation for you. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get through this and I'm going to get to see my buddy again. I'm making like real stupid decisions. Like, I got to keep, I got to stay alive here because I got to come home to my dog, you know? I'd probably be a little more reckless with my body if I didn't have them. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I could see that. Just like if, like, all the like single hikers who don't have anything back at home, they're just like doing crazy shit, like running 40 miles a day. (laughs) I mean, I, I I love my dog to death and he's the greatest thing in my world, but yeah. I, you know, if I didn't have him, I would just live on trail 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Like, I wouldn't get off trail. Yeah. I just wouldn't do it. But he's enough motivation to come home and take a little break, you know? Yeah. So uh, what what you doing right now uh, in between trails? For, I mean, you're assuming you're just saving up for the next trail. So what are you you cooking? Or That's it. No, I, I said, fuck you to cook it. I'm not doing that <laughs> shit anymore. I was a breakfast cook for 10 years, and... I'll never flip another egg in my life, at least not for some tourist. I just, that, that work, it probably aged me a good 10 years doing that. Um, so, you know, when I was saving up for the AT, I mean, I was broke. Line cooks don't make shit. I was working at some mom and pop restaurant in North Carolina and I didn't have gear. I mean, I had basic stuff, but I, I needed to save for a through hike to get the shit dialed in. So I actually worked two full-time cooking jobs. I was waking up at four in the morning and cooking it from 6 a.m. till I think 2 p.m. Then an hour break, and then I go downtown and I cook at a brewery until like midnight 1 a.m. And I did that for a year and a half straight to get on the AT to have enough money and gear and all that shit. I just got burnt out on it, so um, I'm just working a part-time job at Home Depot now, just enough, you know, a few days a week just to supplement, you know, my photography and shit like that, so I can save up for the next hike. You know, I don't, it's a nice change of I said goodbye to, I said goodbye to a career a long time ago. A job is just the in-between time for me. Like, I don't give a shit what I do, quite honestly, as long as it gets me out on trail. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, what's the next thing since you've done the three really big American hikes? Uh, I'm going to this, uh, this fall. I've, I've, I've oh. fantasized about going overseas and hiking for quite some time, but the triple crown was always the goal from the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, I want, I knew I wanted to do those three first. Um, so now that that's out of the way, I was kind of playing around in my head and I was thinking about this when I was on the CDT still, uh, finishing up. I was like, all right, what do I do next? Um, and I was thinking about doing either the TA in New Zealand or, you know, there's the Camino. Um, there's a couple trails overseas that I've looked at, but I've always had a fascination with Scotland, even before I started hiking, it just looks awesome. And I mentioned that I, I follow a lot of like, uh, photography, bloggers, YouTubers, and a lot of them are based in the UK. 
and they, they always seem to end up in Scotland looks like twice a year photographing that place and looks amazing. Um, so now I get to go hike it and photograph it. So what I'm, what I'm doing is uh, it's called the Scottish national trail. It's, it's an unofficial trail basically to hike from the Southern end, the England border, all the way up to Cape Wrath is where it finishes in Northern Scotland. You have to connect like six different popular, you know, shorter trails within Scotland, but you can, con- so a guy, a local guy in Scotland did this like eight years ago and he was able to connect them. So you have a, a continuous footpath across the whole country. Oh, that's awesome. So you start at you start in the south at Kirk Yetham, and I'll be hiking north. It's about 540 miles up to Cape Wrath. Um, so that, that's what I'll be doing this fall. I'm, I'm thinking about – I'd like to um, – as long as trail days is still going on in Damascus, Virginia, and AT this year, I'd like to take like a, a week and a half, two weeks off of work and do, you know, a, a couple-week stretch on the AT in Damascus um, just to, you know, just to relive <laughs> trail life a yeah. little bit. Um before I, I go to Scotland, because I'm not doing, I'm not leaving until the end of August, and that's a long fucking time to wait. So I'm gonna have to do something in, me, in the meantime. It's it's probably gonna be the AT, um, do like hundred miles or something like that. Cool, cool. Just to reacclimate yourself to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just to be around hikers again. I mean, working yeah. at fucking Home Depot, they're all nice people, but not one of them has been on, have, has ever had a fucking backpack on their back. It's like from what I've done the last four years and you try to talk to some of these people about what you've done and want to talk hiking, like that's, they're not even in this world. Like it's, it's tough. Mm-hmm. I need so I need to be around hikers. Mm-hmm. Um, last year when I got off the PCT, luckily I got a job at uh, an outfitter on the AT in Georgia. Um, so at least I was around hikers all the time there. And it, you know, it was a lot easier to be, be around the, those kind of people. When I, when I talk to random ass people that don't hike, like, Get the fuck away from me, you know. I I'm tired it. of talking about the weather with your ass. Let's talk about some fucking uh, passes up in Colorado and shit. I feel that way, and I haven't you even know? done any long through hikes. So, <laughs> right, just, good, yeah. And I don't yeah, people. Yeah. I don't know. I just I get annoyed as shit. And like I said, they're all good people. It just I get real fucking annoyed with like small talk. Like you see these people day in day out. You know, some people been working here for like thirty years, and it's like. Dude, is this how you want to die? Like, what the fuck are you doing this shit for? Is, you're not happy. Like, go out and do something fucking cool. Yeah, that actually. Well, I got job me, security. That actually makes me think about. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me think about your videos, because uh, you do often uh, get upset at somebody in the comments, so that you 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 yell at them and, you, and you'll just be like, "Oh, you're just sitting there at your fucking nine to five. You could be out here hiking, but you're not. You're sitting at home bitching at my ass." Well, it's like. You know, some people do enjoy that life. <laughs> some people really, yeah, well, really, no, genuinely do. <laughs> I, I, I take I take so much heat for that shit. You know, I've had people cuss me out before. Like, yeah, I, I don't have a miserable life. You 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 come across as everybody's miserable with their lives, and they, they if they're not out hiking, then they're miserable. Obviously, that's not the case. It's just the way I think when I'm out there. Like, mm-hmm. I think I'm just speaking from where I was at personally. Like when I was working as a cook for so long, I'm like. To myself, I was like, what the fuck am I doing this shit for? There's no pleasure whatsoever in this for me. Like, so I think I, I when I talk about that, I'm like actually coming from first person, but it, it comes across as I'm bitching out other people about their lives. Yeah. Like I, I'm I'm trying in my head to motivate people to say, Hey, if you are pissed off with your life, there's ways to go about changing it. What pisses me off the most is when people come up to me and they say, well, I can't do this and I can't do that. It's all bullshit excuses. Like 
I've, I, I was talking to this guy at work the other day. He's like, well, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm too old. I'm in my sixties. I can't hike anymore. Bull fucking shit. I met a guy by the name Pappy. He's a Korean war veteran, 90 fucking years old. He didn't through hike the AT until he was in his seventies. So don't give me that shit. Well, I've got kids and well, I met a family of four out on the CDT hiking together. The youngest was six years old. So that, that excuse is bullshit. I've got a house with a mortgage. Well, do you need three fucking garages? Do you need this big ass backyard? Can you go down to an apartment? If you, you want to get out on fucking trail, then make it happen. Don't tell me some bullshit excuse. Cause there's always a way around it. Yes. There's people that have disabilities and shit like that, that I get it. Okay. But don't use an excuse. Like I can't do it because I'm this situation, that situation. Well, fucking change it then. You can, you, know, you don't have to through hike a, a trail for six months. Go out and do the JMT. Go out and do the AZT. Long trail in Vermont. These trails you can save up for and do in a month or two. So there's always a way to get out on fucking trail. If you can only day hike, then day hike. But don't bitch about your life and just do nothing about it. Yeah. That's what I get pissed off about. Yeah, I see exactly what you're saying. I'm totally uh, with you. Yeah. Coming coming from a person who has made those exact excuses to why I wasn't going to hike <laughs> the AT because I still I I want to, but there are things that I are that are getting in the way because I don't want to bad enough, I suppose. So right, like you, there's not enough of a desire there. It's mm. there. It's I, yeah. there. I was so I was so proud of this couple I met when I was when I was on the AT. I, I when I got into New York, there was this this gal that was following my through. And she had contacted me on Instagram and said, when you come through New York, hit me up. I'd like to, you know, buy a dinner or whatever. I said, okay, cool. So I, I hit her up and, um, you know, she was living vicariously through what I was doing. And she wanted to do it so bad. I could tell in her eyes. And I, they took me into their home and I stayed there like two days. They took me out to dinner, just the sweetest couple in the world. And they, they had got, they were young. They were in their thirties, you know, they'd been married a while. And they got caught up in the corporate grind and they all, they both made great money. They had a beautiful house and all this shit. And they had this shitty ass van sitting on their driveway. And they're like, one of these days we're going to be van lifers. I'm like, I fucking hope you do it. Like you better, I'm going to hold you to that shit. Well, they have a YouTube channel now. Last year they took their Husky and they went on a bike tour together, living out of their van. Fucking awesome. Like I was so goddamn proud of them. I think I watched something on these people. Maybe handles is their YouTube channel. Um, they're fairly new at it, but yeah, they're living out of their van. They just got done biking like this long ass route and they sold their house and they live out of their van. It's fucking awesome. That's a, a, an example of most people wanted it bad enough. They made it happen. You know, they mm-hmm. all had right. great jobs, made a shit ton of money. They said, fuck this. We're done with it. Right. And they, that couple had probably talked about it for years beforehand saying, Ooh. Oh, I want to yeah. do this. I want to do this. And then, Finally, like enough time, of was there. Every time I saw him post something on Instagram, I was like grinning ear to ear because I, I, I remember when I, when I was staying with them in New York and I could see the anticipation in their eyes that like they wanted it so bad and now they're doing it. It's so fucking cool. Yeah. Hey, Emily, I've never asked you this before. Let's do it publicly. You want to uh, sell all of our shit and drive around in a van? Let's do it. Yeah. I'm in. No, I'm being serious. Would you ever do that? Absolutely. Yeah. I've thought yeah. about uh, like... It's called van life. Mm-hmm. I've thought about that, like just always traveling and like mm-hmm. living very minimalistically. Um, I haven't owned a car in 10 years. Um, I, I think even though, I don't know, I, I've heard nightmare stories and I've heard good stories. I've heard both ends of the fence. Like some people, the problem with social media, you see this van life, you know, and it's it, like, it's oh, romanticized. Well, you're, you're, yeah. 
you're pissing in a bottle. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're, you're sleeping in Walmart parking lots and people are knocking on your doors at night. It's like, there's a downside of that. And that's another thing with the hiking social media. I think a lot of people these days have gotten on trail seeing nothing but the grand views and shit, but they don't see my ass chafing and they don't see my toenails falling off and they don't see me like struggling to tie my fucking shoes in the morning. Like it's fucking brutal out there. Yes. You get all the views and shit and it's amazing, but I think people get the a wrong perception sometimes from social media mm-hmm. and they get out there. They're like, Holy fuck. I didn't think it was going to be like this. You yeah. Know? That's one of the things that drew me to your channel right away is uh, I actually first heard you on backpacker radio. You were doing the trail correspondence and you were just mm-hmm. like, dropping f-bombs and bitching and complaining (laughs) and i was like this is the guy i want to listen to because as much as i know i like hiking there's so much like people are just oh it's beautiful it's perfect it's the best thing ever and like you do say that you do think you say it's the best thing it's ever you've ever done but you also bitch and complain and show you what it really is like you know it's the both sides of it i try to try to be as real as possible i mean when you stick a camera in your face it's not you can't be 100% real. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like, you just, it's different, but I try to show both sides of the trail when I'm out there. Um, and you don't, from my experience, like when I started watching hiking videos, all I saw was like the, Oh, I'm up on top of this ball. Look at this sunrise. Well, how the fuck did he get up there? You know what I mean? That's what I want to know. Yeah. So I generally turn on the camera, like a quarter mile before I get to the top and I'm out huffing and puffing. Like this is a shitty ass climb. And uh, I don't think I'll ever go mainstream because of how I can conduct myself on trail. Well, you know, these people that bitch about my language and everything, obviously they never spend any time on the Appalachian Trail because if you spend any amount of time on that fucking trail, you meet 30 people a day just like I am. You just don't see it on YouTube. Everybody's smoking weed out there. Everybody's The women are just as nasty as the dudes. It's like... You just don't see it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm yeah. just like everybody else out there. You know, they think we're all going to church on Sundays. Bull fucking shit. Everybody's waking and baking. Fucking, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. <laughs> that's what it is. That's what tr- through hiking the lifestyle is. You see many people that are just partying out there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it bothers me when people think I'm, I'm just like vulgar and shit, but I'm just being me. If you don't like it, then there's the unsubscribe button right there in the corner. You know what yep. I mean? Yep. Yeah. That's a. Uh, I know you've been asked this question before, and it's super cliche, but that's got to be a fucking challenge to be a sober hiker and then have all these people partying around you. Because I've definitely heard about how crazy it gets. I mean, I still get my triggers from time to time. I'm eight years sober now, and I when I uh, stepped foot on the AT back in 2018, I'd already had like you know a, a little bit of time under my belt, so I learned how to deal with it. Um, I mean, I was cooking at a brewery, like it, I was around alcohol, so. When I decided to quit, I mean, I know in my head if I if I was to pick up a bottle today, I'd either be dead or in rehab by next week. That's just how my brain works. When I get triggered to drink these days, I don't think about having a nice glass of wine with my dinner. I think about getting a bottle of Johnny Walker and slamming that bitch. Like that's just how an alcoholic's mind works. And I still get triggered like that. I just I avoid I avoid that crowd is if I find see those triggers coming on. But when I'm on trail, like I don't get those triggers that much. Like I'm happy. I'm out on the, in the woods. You know what I mean? When I got first got sober, my Instagram was called saved by mountains because once I start hiking, that should save my life. Like I didn't, I didn't crave alcohol once I started hiking. You know what I mean? So when I'm out there, that's my happy place. It's when I get stuck in town too long and I could see some of those old 
triggers coming back. You know what I mean? That's when I know I need to get the fuck back out there because this is not where I'm happy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. It, I, I think if I was like, if I was like a, a year sober going out there, it'd probably have been a lot harder, but I already had some time under my belt. So it's not that big of a deal anymore. I, I know how to deal with it when those triggers do come about. So mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy. You talk about that being saved by mountains because, uh, and this is like a an anecdotal experience as well, and it's not even a question. This is just a statement. But I hear so many people talking about how they had depression and then they went hiking and they don't anymore. And like I was in such a rough place when I actually started like backpacking and hiking, and I don't know somehow it changed me. And when I'm staying inside too long, uh, I see it. I was diagnosed. I was diagnosed um, alcohol dependent and uh, depressed, uh, de- depressed or whatever they call it. I went to. I tried everything under the sun. I wanted to get sober for so long because I knew I had a problem. But I'd always fall off the wagon. I, I, you know, I went to AA. I, I um, went inpatient treatment, outpatient treatment. I tried committing suicide twice. Um, I, I, and at my final resort, I walked. I, I woke up just drunk, hungover as shit. One day, I remember I was in East Lansing, Michigan, and I, I'm like, I go talk to a fucking priest or something. I walked into a fucking church. Like I was desperate, like tears rolling down my face. I said, "Fucking help me!" Well, this priest took me and he sat me down. And he's like, I told him I'm not religious. I just need somebody to talk to, really, you know. And he says, well, what What would make you happy today? Just today, what would make you happy? He said, I want to go for a walk in the woods. He said, then you need to go for a fucking walk in the woods. Like, this priest told me that. He's like, you don't need to sit in this fucking church. You need to get out in the woods and be happy. And I took that. I'm like, uh, like a light bulb went off in my fucking head. I'm like, yeah, let's go be happy today. And then I started hiking. And I moved out west and stuff. And. I start hiking around Montana and, you know, as being anti-religion as I am, that priest fucking like set me straight and said, what's going to make you fucking happy today? Is it going to be a walk in the woods? Well, then go do that. So that was that. Hell yeah. Yeah. A a priest finally said something useful. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. See, at that, and at that point, it didn't even matter that he's a priest. He really was just being like a good person. Yeah. He's a good dude, man. He he could tell, he could tell in my eyes how desperate I was. Like I was fucking... I was at the end of my rope, man. I, mm-hmm. I just need to get out of that mess. Um, but yeah, I, the being hiking, hiking got me sober, and then through hiking has kept me sober. I don't know if that makes sense. So oh yeah, I that just, makes sense. Not not that if I was to quit through hiking today, I'd go back to being drunk. I, you know, I've learned over the last eight years how to deal deal with this. But I love hiking so much. I'm going to keep doing it as long as my body holds together. Mm-hmm. Aside from hiking, so in your downtime, do you have any outlets that help you, like, help you not think about drinking, like, that keep you? Yeah. Well, my dog, he's always been there for me. Oh, he's hell been yeah. a big part of it. Pets are I, mean, I got Ro- I, yeah, I got Roscoe literally a week after I quit drinking. Like, I was so alone in the world, and I didn't know what to do. I got him. He helped me a lot initially, um, and he continues to help me. You know, over the last couple of years, photography has been my outlet. You know, even though I'm not hiking, I've, I've, you know, lately on my Instagram, it's been nothing but bird photos. I, I just sit on the front porch and just watch birds. Like, I feel like I'm 70 years old, but it's so <laughs> relaxing and so peaceful. I absolutely love it. Like, on my days off, I, I wake up. I, first thing I grab is my camera. And I go out and I photograph birds. I absolutely love it. Um, so, yeah, photography is, has been my, uh, you know, side passion aside from hiking the last couple of years. Other than that, I don't really do shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, that's uh, still filling your time with something. And it's still nature, too, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's nice that I can combine the two, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah. Yeah. I got a question for you, Emily. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Okay, what because, is it? <laughs> because I watch several hiking YouTubers while you're around. Mm-hmm. And Ivy Tat's the only one that you've ever been like, I like this guy. So what <laughs> What made that happen? Um, I think, okay, this is kind of goes back to what you had said earlier. Um, I realized that, like, a lot of the stuff that's on social media and on YouTube is, like, kind of romanticized. They're like, oh, look at this is so beautiful. And Ivy Tat showed, like, the real raw, like, dirty part of it. The hard part of it. And, mm. I mean, like, you know some struggles that I've had in my life recently that I'm still going through. But I know that, the, like, the journey part is hard. And seeing seeing that portrayed on social media, on, you know, YouTube or whatever, wherever you post, it made me feel like, like, I don't know you. I mean, now I kind of know you a little bit. But... Yeah it made me feel like I know you like, Oh, this is someone I could sit down and like shoot the shit with. Like, this is someone that actually relates on a level that I understand him. Like I understand this shit that he's going through and he's not trying to bullshit, like, like pull the wool over my eyes and make me think that it's something that it's not. So I just liked how realistic you are. And honestly, I love the good morning. You motherfucking subject. (laughs) Like, I think that was the first part of the video because Taylor yep, was watching all this stuff. Like, he was binging through, like, I think it was, was it the AT? The AT. That, was so the AT. he was binging through all that. And I was like, oh, what? Who is this guy? And that, like, the motherfucking <laughs> sunshines. That was the first thing I heard. I'm like, I like this. Yeah. So then I kept watching and then, like, I just developed this, like, I don't know, like, very, very deep respect for you. First of all, um, you know, the, I, I do get a, I got more trolls on the AT as far as the YouTube comments go. I, I had a shit ton of trolls, like people saying, what the hell are you doing out there? Why are you soaring so much? You should you doing this wrong. My favorite comments were some of those trolls early on in the trail, like in the southern half. You'd hear them in every video, like this guy's an asshole. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's got a potty mouth, blah, blah, blah. And then I get up to like New Hampshire and Vermont and you start seeing these people like, damn, I kind of like this guy now. Like, you got to listen to my story, not the words that are it's told in. You know what I mean? It's like I've got a pretty interesting story that a lot of people connect with on whatever level, but if you just see good morning, you motherfucking sunshine's like, <laughs> initially you're like, what the fuck is this guy's problem? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you got to watch a few episodes and then you start to, it's like watching a Netflix show, like you know, watching Breaking Bad or something mm-hmm. by the time Walter White's doing all this bullshit, but then by the end of the, the series, you're like, "This guy's. I love this guy. Why? I don't want him to die." You know what I mean? yeah, yeah, it's just like watching a Netflix show. You get attached to these characters watching a TV program. It's no different watching a YouTuber. You know what I mean? You see the struggles they're going through, and you almost feel like you know them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I, gotta I totally say, get it. I gotta say, I don't. Uh, I am not that emotional of a person. And I don't cry ever for like TV or movies, this but I have teared up while watching your videos. So that's a, that's a you know I've cried a, a handful of times on the trail. It's it come it comes out of the the weirdest times too. You know I've, I I cried at Mount Katahdin, and like that's just epic. You know finishing the AT, but like for example, last year when I was in Colorado, I was hiking. It was a fire closure. I had to do like a 25 mile highway walk, like literally walking down pavement for 25 miles. That that sucks. And when you, you have no scenery to look at other than the horizon in front of you and it's not getting any closer. Like 
I just walked five miles and I've been staring at the same fucking, you know, whatever for, for the last three hours. All you have is the thoughts inside your head. Like I hike by myself. I don't have anybody to talk to. I'm stuck with what's up here. Like for 25 miles on pavement and I, with my past, like I hash out a lot of shit in my head, especially on road walks like that. And randomly, let's like traffic going by. I literally fell to my knees and just started bawling my eyes out. Like it comes over you on these, you go through such an emotional roller coaster on these trails. They can come out of nowhere. Like you see the way the light hits a tree in the morning. I don't know. It's weird. It can fucking touch you. You know, I mean, just being in mother nature, you know, like I said, I'm not a religious, but there's something out there. I feel when I don't feel in town, you know what I mean, if something comes over you you get real fucking emotional. It's happened to me many times. Um, it's pretty powerful. You know, it's shitty crying in front of random strangers, but you know, it's, it's just, it happens. I don't try to hide that when I'm out there, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did a. I can relate to that because I did a twenty mile hike around uh, Lake Bemidji here in Minnesota, and that is a bike path, not a hiking path. But I was like, "Fucking, I'm gonna do it," and I did that whole yeah. thing with the dog. And uh, yeah, that was a rough fucking day because it's all pavement, not that interesting <laughs> scenery. Don't do don't do the Superior hiking trail this time of year. You'll fucking die. Oh yeah, no no no. Got to wait for fall. <laughs> yeah, people do yeah. shit the craziest shit in winter in Minnesota. So. You were going to say something? I there? believe it. I mean, I grew up in Michigan, so there's a lot of crazy bastards in the Midwest that are <laughs> out there. You always hear of, of dudes like ice fishing in Michigan that the Coast Guard has to come save them because the ice broke off and they're heading towards Canada and shit like that. Yeah. It's just, it, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those Midwesterners, man, they're they're nuts. <laughs> yes, we I've are. I've been climatized <laughs> living in the, in the South too long the last yeah. few years. I feel a little attacked. We're both Midwestern. <laughs> hey, I don't feel attacked. That's that's legit. We're fucking crazy. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't I'm disagree. I'm always a Michigan. I'm always a Michigander at heart. It was negative tw- uh, negative fifteen or twenty or something the other day, and I was like looking at my phone, like, should I go hiking today? I, don't <laughs> I, mean, I feel like I feel like a bitch now. Like, like I said, I've been climatized, and I grew up in Michigan. I lived in Montana. It's like, why do I hate winter so much? I just I've lived in the South too long. We had a little snowstorm here like two days ago. Oh yeah, like at two inches on the ground, and everybody's yeah, like calling into work. That's just, <laughs> that's that's, so that's wherever you live, you know. But in Montana, it was like four foot of snow on the ground, twenty below zero. Get your ass to work. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know? Yep. That was just the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Not four feet, but no. I guess yeah. In December, we had a little snowstorm here. A little. That was uh, a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but for us, it's like it's no big deal. Yeah, yeah there might be like. 12 plus inches of snow on the ground it's like okay well i better make sure i clean off my car before i have to leave <laughs> right yeah 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 when i the last winter i spent in montana i was um i was renting this old shitty railroad house from like the 20s it had shitty plumbing in it and my pipes froze and you know i couldn't get water i had to go down to the fucking creek and with a chainsaw like every other day and get get water out of the fucking creek like it was 20 below zero man it was like that for like two weeks straight and i oh, said i get the fuck out of here <laughs> yeah well that's that's rough that's rougher than any situation well i don't know i uh, know i i can relate well, well, to I that i mean I've, I've i wasn't went... a skier mm-hmm. it didn't make any sense i was i lived at the base of a ski resort i never skied and that, <laughs> that has a lot to do with me being a drunk out there like in the winter time all i do is live at the bar well, I mean, come on, you I never got drunk skiing. and then thought about skiing at the same time? <laughs> well, there's a lot of that, too, in Whitefish, Montana, believe me. 
<laughs> I imagine so. Yeah. Oh, you drinking a uh, Coke Zero? Diet Coke in the vending machine today, so I'm uh, I'm hitting that Coke Zero action. That Coke Zero is so good. I switched from drinking Diet Coke to drinking Coke Zero. Yeah, I like I like Coke Zero too. I got a Diet Coke addiction when I'm, especially when I'm on trail. It's so gross. Like, literally, when I go into town, I I, I drink at least one two liter in every town stops. Most more times than not, I drink two two liters in every town. It's it's so fucking gross. Like, and you know, it's not it's not hydrating me it's like making me more dehydrated yeah. but i just crave it so hard you just eat like a fucking kindergartner out there it's just <laughs> you need calories so it's like pizza ice cream you know whatever calories you can get in yeah oh my normal so diet pretty gross <laughs> i mean my body my body shut down on the cdt i gave up towards the end there and I don't, i'm sure my diet had a lot to do with it I, I couldn't eat enough i mean i was i lost like 25 pounds by the end and my body, I collapsed. I like passed out in my tent one night and uh, literally collapsed on the ground after setting up my tent. And uh, my body was just shut down. I got into town. I just chugged Pedialyte and juice and all this shit just to get my, my body back to normal. Yeah, I remember tuning in just to watch a video just to see where you were and how you were doing. I haven't watched all mm-hmm. the CDT yet I'm going to, but I just clicked on a video and i was like he's not looking so good at this one <laughs> that's what uh, the first I probably, thing i, I probably shouldn't spoiler alert too much for you then if you haven't watched this video yeah, yet. yeah i haven't <laughs> i haven't but i'll watch them all even if i know what happens i mean i'm that way with the, TV. the, <laughs> oh, I'm, the hardest I'm part okay. with, the, with the, the hardest part with the food thing is when uh when you get off these trails like you're so accustomed to eating like that it's hard to flip that switch so you know, and, and like just the whole live like where how you sleep and stuff is different i got off the at I didn't have a house. I didn't have a place to live. The, luckily, the restaurant I was cooking at had a spare house on the property of the restaurant. They let me sleep in there. I had no furniture. I just blew up my air mattress and slept on a bare floor like for like three weeks till I could get a secondhand bed. And I was sitting there on this bare floor on my mattress cooking ramen noodles with my fucking stove. Like I was so used to doing that. Yep. It was weird. And I still do it now. When I got up to CDT this past year, I slept on the floor for like the first week as you're just not used to sleeping in beds. It's it's weird. I've I've heard so many hikers say that they got off a long trail and then they they went back to their like very nice comfy bed and they couldn't sleep. So then they're just like next to their bed, they just blow up their sleeping mat. Yeah. <laughs> and it's 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 weird. Yeah. You want to ask some questions? Oh, I was like, what are you looking at me for? <laughs> no, I'm just gonna stare at you for the rest of the episode. <laughs> okay, creep. <laughs> um. You know, I had like a huge handful of questions to ask you before we started, and then my my mind did that thing where I forget oh, everything. I'll talk about anything, whatever's oh, on your mind. That's I'm just an open book here. That's just the problem with doing a podcast that you don't script or write anything down for. Oh yeah, that too. From from okay, so from, if you could ask a thru hiker just one like something that you've always wanted to know, what trail life is like that you don't know. Is there is there something particular that you've always wondered, like what life is like while you're out on trail for that my long time? Dude, I don't know. Um, so it's a struggle because we had not that long ago we had Kyle from Kyle Hates Hiking on, and so I don't want to ask you the similar questions that we asked him. That's what I've tried to stay away from. Fair enough. Like, because Kyle's like I, a good dude. Oh yeah, he's uh, a really good. I met guy. Kyle. I met Kyle on trail. I don't know if he mentioned that when. when yeah, we you, talked you about it a little bit. We talked. Yeah, I said that yeah, we, he was in a, one of your videos, and we had a little back and forth about that because I don't think he was. According to him, mm-hmm. but I swear I saw him in one of your videos. I remember distinctly um, 
when I got up, I'm going to forget the name of the town. I think it was Caratunk, Maine is where I met him. Don't quote me on that. But I remember sitting at this hostel and he was there and uh, we were sitting at the table and he had, he had mentioned to me, and I don't know if he was, I think he was somewhat kind of following my hike on YouTube. I don't know if he wasn't when he was on trail, but he had mentioned to me that he wanted to start a YouTube channel and, and a podcast when he got off the AT. And I didn't think anything of it because I didn't really know the dude. I just made really met him. And sure as shit, he put that into fruition. And his interviews are awesome. I've been on his podcast, I think, three times now. And uh, he got really good at interviewing people. Um, oh, is that a... It's always uh, fun to... Is that a reveal? Ahead. Is that a reveal? Because you've only been on there twice. And he doesn't. He hasn't uploaded another episode. Have I been the... on there twice? I know he had me on. He had me on after the AT. No, I've been on there three times. Yeah, he had me on there after the AT. He had me on there before I hit the. Uh, oh, was it before was it and before after the... PCT? He he did a he did like a before and after. Maybe it was uh, three. So Maybe it was I, three. I think I did three. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So I was about to say, oh, did you go on there uh, for the CDT? And now he's going to upload that. That's going to be his big comeback. <laughs> yes, I didn't even know he stopped uh, podcasting. Somebody he's on a little hiatus. So he didn't quit, but yeah. Well, I'm sure he got burned out on. It. I mean, he's done a shit ton of those. So yeah, he, he did it the most like stressful else. way possible. He did it. Yeah. Once a week with uh, no banking episodes, so you would just yeah, that's that's word edit upload. Yeah, that's that's insane. Like I, I don't know the podcasting world, but as far as videos go, that's why I get so burnt out. Like you do that shit every day and he's yeah. gotta research all these people and come up with questions and that seems harder to me than putting out a video every single day. Uh, I don't know how he does it. There's I'll tell you one podcast that I miss a lot is um John Z's uh, podcast. Um do you know John Sahorian at all? Are you familiar with him? I'm not. He's a tri- he's a triple crowner. Um he started a company. He triple crowned. He's like the PCT, I think, three or four times, in fact. Hmm. Uh, but he started um, uh, a gear company called Palante Packs, okay. real like minimalistic Heard packs them. out of Salt Lake City. Um, and he had a podcast for a while called The Roots Podcast. I used to listen to that when I was on trail, but then I think he got burnt out, same thing, and stopped doing it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's so why. So pace yourself on this shit. <laughs> oh well, that's why we form it this way. You are the host because, like, surprisingly, a lot of people will come on here and they will take the they will take get the ball rolling and they do most of go. the uh, topics mm-hmm. and all that. So like, we don't we don't have to script or plan or or do any of that. We just have a person that we know about and then we or they know about us and then we talk to them. That's it. I can rant about shit, but I'll probably piss off a lot of people that listen to this. Good. That's already perfect. <laughs> I was actually going to say that we actually started getting a lot of hate. Like, oh, like, like, like on, trolls? On, yeah, a lot of hate on Twitter. And, like, we're not really big on YouTube, so we haven't gotten the comments yet. YouTube's where you get most of your hate, but we haven't done that yet. But, like, Twitter and our Facebook page, we're getting we're getting a good chunk. Social media is disgusting like that. And the more popular you get, the more, the more you're always going to have haters. It's, it's ridiculous. I've gotten to the point now where, you know, it bothered me a shit ton on the AT and some of the PCT, but it got to a point where, like, I was getting so stressed out about it. Like, I was obsessing. I would get... Let's say I get 100 comments on a video. 90, 95 of those will be like, "This, you're awesome. You're doing a great job. I love your videos. The other five people, I would read those, and it would just it would piss me off. Even though like I had 95 great comments, those five stuck with me for so goddamn long. It would ruin a day on trail for me. Like I would be obsessing over this asshole who said, oh, did you know that your microphone was unplugged? Or did you know that shot you did uh, three weeks ago was overexposed? I'm like, motherfucker like do you know what i'm doing out here how hard this shit is fuck off with your comments so now you can see how fired up i just got yep, I, mean, yep. I, don't need that shit in my life. <laughs> I don't need that shit in my life anymore 
So I've gotten to the point now where I very rarely read comments. Like mm-hmm. Instagram, you know, the, the comments are generally good, but YouTube, I stay away from that as much as humanly possible these days because it's just not worth it. Yeah. Having yeah. having been a presence on the internet and on YouTube for like 14 years, because I have a personal YouTube page that I've made videos on yeah. before. and Having that yeah. experience before has like trained me to be like, I don't really give a shit what people say. So like now the hate working on the podcast, I kind of just laugh. Actually, this is like a little, I'm not going to give anything away, but I've been kind of like in the DMs with a hater. <laughs> yeah. Really? Okay, so uh, yeah, I've so left, that might be an episode. Who I've knows? left all this like <laughs> social media stuff to Taylor because I'm a little more empathetic and kind of a sensitive person. So if I go on, like I have not even looked at any of our comments on anything because if I yeah. see something bad, I will get triggered and I might cry. <laughs> like I don't want to put myself well, there. If it makes you feel better, 90% of the hate we've gotten so far, like on Twitter and stuff, it's to me. Oh well, then that that's okay. People really seem I heard, to hate I heard me. Twitter's, I heard Twitter's like some of the worst, and I've never oh, gotten on Twitter. Like Twitter's I, so bad. I, yeah. I just I can barely handle Instagram and YouTube, and I've heard Twitter's insane. I didn't want any part of that shit. I got called um, transphobic recently. What have I ever said on this podcast ever? I'm gonna have to listen back. <laughs> that's I don't what I'm think, saying. That's I my point. It's like that is you don't even know who I am. <laughs> right? The worst worst backlash I got. If you watch my PCT vlog, right? You said, uh, yep. Or? yeah, yep. So you you remember the um, the one where I ranted about Jesus, like in California? Uh huh. Yep. I lost like 300 subscribers <laughs> overnight after that video. It just yeah. it, it got under my skin so bad. So I've weeded out the people generally, most of the people that are going to hate me anyway. So now my comments that do come are generally good. It's always going to be the new people that first discover me and like hate my ass, but I've weeded out the assholes up over the last three trails because I say what's on my mind, and if I haven't gotten rid of most of them, the rest are, are soon behind. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's funny you mentioned uh, a lot of people don't know I've been doing YouTube for a, a long time too. I think I've been on YouTube for like twelve years. This this channel is new. Like I had an old channel back in the day where I was I was basically. You know, I was a drunk for 15 years, so basically I would just get a bottle of whiskey and talk mad shit to the camera. <laughs> that was my video. Like, I would literally sit down with a bottle of Jack Daniels, down it, and just talk whatever's on my mind. So I think it's transferred into hiking. I'm just sober now, and I, I just did the same thing, but, but so now sober. Sober's your drinking. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, they say, and I heard this being on YouTube for so long, I've like talked to other creators and done other things, and they, they always tell you, like, don't read the comments. Don't read your socials. Like, don't, don't, and especially even if you do read it, don't respond to the people who are trolling you or hate you because chances are they're just trying to get a shout out or they just want, like, people mm-hmm. just they, want you to respond. Yeah, they want that right Like, did shit. you hear any of that when you started or right. did, did any of that cross yeah. your mind? Or <laughs> Yeah, they feed off of that. You know, there's trolls that are just trolls and there's a lot of them on the AT, I think. Um, because you'd always see their, they'd comment in every video and they always have some random ass, like, handle on youtube like you know they're a troll and they're probably doing it to six other hikers the same way they're doing it to me and that's all i do each season they'll pick out a few uh youtube vloggers and they'll just troll them the whole fucking trail i got that the same people over and over again doing that um but yeah you just i i, I fed into that big time early on and i would comment back to them and it just started a whole fucking like boo you know bullshit uh-huh. it's just not worth it man nowadays if I if I get a notification on my phone and it's a bullshit comment, I immediately hide that user from my channel immediately. I don't oh, I look you. at it two seconds. I just hide them so that they don't do it again, um, just for my own sanity. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, because yeah. well, and as a viewer, like I feel like when I hear a YouTuber, not you specifically, because you'll literally call out people. You're like, you remember you left that comment? Fuck you, buddy. But <laughs> like, as a viewer, I'll watch some other YouTuber and they'll be like, I've been getting hate for this. Like, shut up. But yeah. then I'm sitting there as a viewer who doesn't comment that. And I'm like, well, what about your good supporting viewers? So like, and when I was just saying that, like, we've been getting a lot of hate. Like, we get significantly more uh, a thumbs ups yeah. than we do. Yeah hate so it's like okay. for those viewers thank you like maybe uh, maybe shout them out yeah that's always know? a the rough thing I, I feel bad about that sometimes too because i know that the majority of my followers are there to support me and the comments are amazing um but it's just those those few people that get under my skin and i just can't take it anymore um but yeah i feel bad for the people that follow me and can't leave comments and i can't read them all when i'm on trail for sure because i'm, I'm videoing uploading editing it's like i don't have time if i was to get to town I've got like 400 comments to go through. I can't do that because I'm already uploading videos for the next stretch on trail. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, I can't, I can't do that on, on trail anyway. It's when I get home, I had some fun with it last year when I got the PCT. Um, I think I, I did a couple videos responding to my troll comments. I think those are fun. Um, I, I don't know if it's uh, hypocritical of me because when I watch YouTube videos, I, love reading the comments yep. <laughs> it's just yep, sometimes too. the comment section is, is funnier than the goddamn video and you can get <laughs> yeah. down that rabbit hole so i enjoy it but i just don't like people doing it on my shit maybe that's yeah. hypocritical but it is what it is yeah i mean i guess i don't i kind of don't like it on my personal youtube because i'm trying to like have people like my shit there but if, as far as this podcast yeah. goes i don't mind getting the hate especially if that hater is gonna oh, i shouldn't even say this i should save this for the episode Oh, you okay? Never mind. Never mind. We're gonna. We're just gonna oh, get rid yeah. of that. But yeah, because I don't want to. I don't want to. So speaking of things that get under our skin, I do have a question for you. So you hike as like solo. You're alone majority of the time on the trail. When you see mm -hmm. like couple hikers, what is your mm -hmm. like? What is the thoughts that go through your head when you see that? Good question. Well, I've 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 seen it go both ways. Um. I've seen relationships get destroyed on trail. Um, when you, you know, your, your life is a different story at home. When you get on trail and you're sharing a tent with somebody and you're with that person 24 hours and they stink and you're all, you're both in pain. You start arguing about shit. You normally don't argue about. I so I've seen it go that go train wreck. Mm -hmm. I've also seen it go. Maybe their relationship was rocky before they hit the trail but it saved their relationship and I, it, it brought them closer together. I, I've seen it go both ways. Personally, I've, I've met couples that get me the fuck away from them. Like all they do is bitch at each other. I don't want to part of that shit. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I've also met couples that are really cool and that lay back down to earth and actually enjoy sharing camp with them and, and bullshitting. There was a couple I hiked with towards, you know, we met, we met each other on and off on the CDT last year. They're from Vermont and uh, they're a really cool couple. They're, um, I think they were both wrapping up their triple crowns too. And uh, they, were, they were cool people. So, yeah, I enjoy hiking alone because that's my time. And I video mm -hmm. so much. Like, you don't want to hike with my ass anyway because I'm, I'm the asshole that sets down the camera and walks past it 20 times a day. So, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? I'm there to film and enjoy my time in the woods. When I get to camp, if they're cool people and I'm vibing with them, whatever, I can share a camp with somebody, no problem. But as far as – hiking literally hiking on the trail get me the fuck away from people like 
I don't want any part of it. Like, it doesn't matter if it's, like, just one other solo hiker. You're like, no, nobody. I hate it. I, every, I've done it okay. in the past. I hated it every time I've done it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I hiked with, so, for example, I hiked with, when I, when I did uh, the PCT, I never hiked on snow before. I was scared shitless going into the Sierra. So I've never been up in elevation like that during snow and ice. So I was scared shitless. I was camped uh, just before one of the first passes you go when you enter the Sierras. Um, and this guy from Israel came up and just camped next to me. And uh, I started bullshitting with him. He never done this stuff before either. I said, well, let's just sit this together, okay, for safety reasons alone. And I'm glad I had him. I hiked with this dude, like, hand in hand down the trail for basically 400 miles and i'm glad i had him with me for safety but the minute and he's a great guy don't get me wrong but the minute i i went solo after hiking with him it felt like a relief was off my shoulders i'm like yes i'm by myself i can hike at my own pace i can camp where i want to camp i'm not stressing about can this guy push this miles or do i have to you know push to get keep up with him just do your own thing out there you know you have to be selfish on these through hikes. At least I do. I mean, some people are out there to be social. Some I've seen people hike hiking ten deep, you know, with the same group the whole fucking trail. Some people dig that. I'm not one of them. Like I got to be by myself. That sounds like anxiety to me. I couldn't do, I do a big group like that. There was a, tra- a quote unquote trail family, as much as I don't like that uh, terminology. That was like, I hate it there, too. There's like twenty. There was like twenty of them in there though watching a youtube video yeah. and she's like yeah we have 20 people in our family and i was like 20 people that's not even really no, hiking I, together at that point you're like <laughs> that it seems that it seems like a fucking nightmare to me yeah it it just, yeah. yeah i don't yeah, I, yeah. I i i need to be out there and enjoy mother nature i don't want to be talking to somebody the whole it's taken away from looking at the fucking scenery to me i gotta i need peace and quiet you know what i mean mm-hmm. like I, I get stressed out enough when i go to town and i'm around a lot of people i don't want to have that shit when i'm on trail too you know mm-hmm. so uh i'm definitely that way too i like the peace and quiet and i would do some like like i do day hikes by myself but it's like it's areas that i know and i usually take the dog yeah. with so i'm not alone because that's one thing yeah. that i've heard like i've heard some horror stories of like solo female hikers so like some this? bad shit can happen you think this is yeah. gonna <laughs> <take> <laughs> happen? i know this <laughs> tiny like 15 pound dog is not gonna save me but it makes me feel more secure gotcha. you know oh, for sure you, yeah uh, you, gotta, you gotta be aware i mean i've had a lot of female solo hikers uh come up to me and, and they, they tell me i don't know if there's bullshit me or not but a lot of them have said they feel safer on trail than they do in town Oh, sure, sure. I don't know. It, wherever they live might be different, but there's a lot of weirdos out there that even for me, you know, the way I look, like I had to look like I just got out of prison, but, <laughs> you know, people, when, when people say, aren't you scared of bears and shit out there? I laugh because no, I'm scared of fucking people. Like, no shit. I still, yeah. when I'm in my tent by myself at night and there's nobody camps around me and I hear footprints coming down the trail. I get my knife out and I'm on a high alert because there's fucking weirdos in this world and I don't trust any fucking person. Animals, I understand. People, I don't. Right. That's yeah. what I was going to say. More scared. I, I'm a similar way because I was hiking in Wisconsin and I was camped by myself in this. That's probably the most remote spot I've ever camped in my life. By myself, no service, no, I don't have GPS with me or anything like that. And then I, I was like, if anybody hikes up here right now i'm gonna lose my shit because but i could hear animals i heard animals fighting and rustling and shit i'm like oh that's all good but i was like if i hear 
anybody, I'd be so scared. But I also was like kind of hoping somebody would come camp because I was kind of lonely, <laughs> to be honest. Because <laughs> that's yeah, the type of person I mean, stuff I can happen. You have to be aware a lot. You know, have have pepper spray on you. Even me, when I when I'm going to hitch, I have my knife and my head belt unzipped. You know, what I mean, when I'm getting into a car, you just have to be aware because shit can happen out there. You just be aware of your surroundings. If you're you know, a lot of people aren't used to hitchhiking, that's the biggest fear for a lot of people starting on the AT, especially they never hitchhiked before. Like I, I was running away from home and hitchhiking when I was little, so I was used to it. But if you've never done it before, yeah, it can be terrifying. Um, so, you know, the first couple of times you do it, you do it with a group, especially on the AT. It's easy because there's hikers everywhere. You're never more than like 30 minutes away from another hiker on the AT, um, generally speaking. So you just wait at a road crossing until another hiker shows up. Do it a couple of times and you get more comfortable with it, you know. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, hi- uh, hitchhiking, what's your like sketchiest mm-hmm. situation yeah, you've ever been in? I wanted to know that too. <laughs> well, I question a lot, and I don't, I don't have any fun, cool stories like that. I wish I did. It's, I'm, I'm almost glad I don't have those stories though, because I've heard some nightmare ones. Yep, <laughs> I've had a lot of annoying ass people that pick me up for sure. Um, mm-hmm. One that stands out, well, two really stand out in particular. One was in California. I got picked up by a Jehovah's Witness. Um, I was leaving town early in the morning. I wanted to get out before the sun got blazing fucking hot. Like, it gets 90 degrees by 10 a.m. So you try to get out on the trail early. So I got out the ass crack of dawn. The first car that came by picked me up. I was so relieved. But then I got in this guy's car and he immediately starts handing me pamphlets like oh, you know. like the watchtower and all that shit. Oh, God. And it was a long ass. It was like one of those 30 mile hitches back to the trailhead. And I had to listen to this guy preach the whole fucking time. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, it was, it was horrible. A lot of these a lot of these people that pick you up on trail, you know, you're going to especially in the AT, the, 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 a lot of these towns are trail communities like everybody knows hikers and a lot of them. They're not even hikers themselves, but they love picking up hikers and listening to their stories. Some of these people are extremely lonely. Like they have seven cats they're living with and they just want somebody to fucking talk to. So let's say you just did like a five five day stretch and you're exhausted and you've got cheeseburgers on your brain. This person that's been lonely as fuck living with seven cats all of a sudden gets you in their vehicle and they're just like, blah, 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 blah. blah. <laughs> no. Take me to the fucking hotel. Here's 20 bucks. I don't want to talk right now. I'm exhausted. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had this. And the other one that stood out to me was also in California. This one was shady because I, uh, I got to this road crossing. It was a 20 mile hitch. It was blazing fucking high. And I was out of water. Like I had like two sips of water left and there was no traffic on this fucking highway. I was out of water and I was, I'd walk, it was been a 20 mile walk out into no water. And I was, you know, I waited there two hours and finally, I'm like, I got to at least do something. So I started walking down the highway. I made it about two miles, I think. Finally, a car came. I was so relieved, right? And this woman even had the Gatorade in her car, but she was probably in her, I don't know, she must have been in her 60s, late 50s. And she basically wanted to fuck the shit out of me. Like she <laughs> was hitting on me big time. It was creepy as fuck. And she's like, you know, there's this hot springs. I know it's off the beaten path. Nobody will see us there, and we can go there and get naked. Oh, no. I'm like, holy fuck. Like, this is worse than the Jehovah's Witness guy. <laughs> Finally, I'm, I'm, I, I'm like, I got to get out of this fucking situation. So I'm like, oh, well, I'm dirty. I haven't showered in like three days. Just take me to the town. Let me get a shower. I'll get your phone number, and then I'll call you later. And she 
about that story. Mm-hmm. I took her phone number down. I obviously never called her, but she was oh, a man. fucking psych, like weird ass. Like she just got out of fucking like Woodstock or some real oh. hippie, oh. you know. So weird ass oh, yeah, in yeah. California. Yeah, that's weird ass in California. I mean, that sounds like, like it's on brand. But yeah. I'll never fucking live there. Like there's some weird ass people in California. Weren't you mad at a Walmart? In, yeah, you were mad at a Walmart in California. Where was, where, what fucking town was that? You said you. Oh, I've been I've, there. I know where that is. I think I was, yeah, like I'd been through. The, I lived in California for a little while. So. I don't remember the time. I know you're talking about. I can't remember the town either. You're, you're trying to charge um, your shit in the Walmart. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. yeah they were like being Walmart. dicks. You know, you know a, lot, like a lot of Walmarts have a Mickey D's in there or Subway or something like that. So mm-hmm. I went and shopped. I went and bought like $70 worth of groceries for my resupply. And then I stopped off at the McDonald's that was in the Walmart. And ate my dinner, and I'm like, well, I'm a vlogger. I got to charge all my shit. You know what I mean? I'm going right back to the trail. I don't have a hotel for the night. So um, they didn't have any outlets in the McDonald's within the Walmart. So I walked out where the carts are, like by the front doors, and they got the soda machines there, right? And there's outlets back there. There was an extra outlet open, so I, I sat in between the Coke machines, charged my shit. I was charging my shit sitting there, and they kicked me out. They're like, you, you, you can't be here. I'm like, I'm a paying fucking customer, like. I, I lost my shit. Basically, they kicked me out, and uh, and then they're all out there smoking cigarettes, talking shit about me as I was walking out the door, and, and I lost my shit. That's when you saw me ranting on YouTube. <laughs> yep, yep. And then I went over, walked over to the subway, and they let me sit there for like six hours, charging my shit, and didn't say a word. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. thank God, subway. Right. <laughs> I, I think I've been kicked out of three WalMarts. Um, there was another one. I think this was. Uh, was this one? I think this is uh, California. Is not. I'm not painting a good picture. I think it was in California too. <laughs> I got kicked out of. A a, I got kicked out of Walmart for uh, vlogging in there. I was. I was. I'll film myself resupply. I think, and I got up to the register and uh, I set my camera down. I thought it'd be a cool shot, like getting the groceries going up the conveyor belt. Like this mm-hmm. how vloggers' mind works. We're retarded. <laughs> we just got anything. Anything that can be a shot that's interesting. So I set my camera recording on the little. Uh, stand there by the debit card machine pointing towards my groceries. Well, to my luck, there was a security guard standing right behind my register. She saw that my camera was on. She thought I was filming the register, trying to get some code off the register. I don't know what the fuck she was making. <laughs> and she, so she's like, sir, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, blah, blah. I, I, I played it like it wasn't my camera. I said, um, I'm just holding this camera for another hiker who's out shopping. I played real stupid. And I'm like, I don't know how to work it. She's like, well, I need to confiscate that SD card. I had like five days of footage on this SD card, pictures and everything. I'm like, this bitch isn't getting my SD card. (laughs) So I played real stupid. Like, oh, I figured it out how I deleted it. I just deleted some bullshit photo that was on there and showed her that it said deleted. And she bought it and they let me walk. Um, But yeah, I was was paranoid (laughs) that I was going to lose all that footage. They ended up calling the cops on me too. Um, She said, you're going to have to wait here for a minute. And they actually called two police officers inside a Walmart. I'm covered in filth. Like I haven't showered in days. And I'm causing a scene here. Like a security guard and two police officers are questioning me about this shit in the middle of a busy ass Walmart. I was like, get me the fuck out of here. Oh, oh man. God. Have you, have you had other times where you have to play like, Oh, I'm just a dumb hiker. I don't know what I'm dumb doing. Tourist card. Or, yeah, yeah. I'm just yeah. a tourist. I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel like real stupid. I feel guilty. Like some of the stuff I've done to get video before was real low. Looking back on it, like <laughs> I remember I did this a lot on the AT. You go back and watch those videos. I can't watch them anymore. They make me sick to my stomach. But I, I, I had this thing on the AT where 
you know, I, I was, I don't want to walk around the store to grocery shop because my legs were hurting so bad. So I oh, take one of electronic the carts <laughs> oh. and I take one of the electronic carts and I like I was handicapped and I would ask like, I asked this 90 year old lady to get something off the top shelf for me and I put it on video. Like what looking back now, I felt like a complete dick doing that. Oh, I, I really I enjoyed just, those segments though. That was some good oh, entertainment. Man. They were funny at the time, <laughs> yeah. but looking back, it's like, uh, cringe right yeah. there. Yeah. Okay. It's like, I've been hiking for miles. Give me a break. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't film. I, I generally don't film in stores anymore. Once I get, I just trail, film trail footage. And sometimes if I'm in a hotel room, but I try to, when I'm in public places, I try to keep the, the video off these days just to avoid that shit. Yeah. yeah. Like, sometimes it does make for good content. Like, it's entertaining. But, yeah, oh, I yeah. see your point. Like, I got I got in this real big... I went down the hole when Casey Neistat blew up and he's doing his daily vlog. I I didn't know that big time. I followed him and shit. And was like, I don't know how this fucking dude does that. Like, he's no fear. Like, just big-ass DSLR in his face walking through the streets of New York. It's like... Oh yeah, I know. Just me doing it, I still feel awkward around people doing that. Yeah, I don't know how people like that can do it. It's becoming more, more normal. So I think like more people just don't even pay attention to it. You'll see so many. You like see so many people like kids filming TikToks in public now. It's like you don't even question it. You're just like, all right. Yeah, yeah. It's it's gotten a little easier for me these days, but still. When I'm, I've reshot things. Like I'll be talking to the camera, and another hiker will come by, and I still to this day feel like. Okay, I'm gonna have to retake that because I don't want this person watching me film this shit. You know, it's just weird sometimes. Yeah. Anybody ever give you any shit for filming on trail? Um, no, nothing like that. I've had, you know, you don't see a lot of other hikers. You know, I say I hike by myself, but I'm around people out there. Um, you don't see a lot of other hikers in my videos because. I've had people where I'll start to video them and they're like, I don't want to be on that shit. Like they don't want to be on video. I totally get that. So these days I'm going to film somebody. I always ask them first, like, or I'll film them, try to get a spontaneous shot. I won't tell them I'm filming, but then after I'm done, I'll go ask them. I'll show them the clip and say, Hey, would you mind if I put this in my YouTube video and get the permission verbally? Um, Mm -hmm. There's just some people that don't want to be on camera. So um, I, I try to avoid that, but I've never had anybody like, Oh, you stupid bloggers, get off the trail, blah, blah, blah. You're ruining it for everybody else. I've never heard that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There are people out there that hate that. They think this whole YouTube vlogging thing has ruined hiking for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. A lot of people don't don't like it. I I get it, but, you know, I enjoy doing it. So fuck you. No technology on trail. Yeah, but you got got to always look at the flip side of the coin. Just because you don't like it doesn't mean somebody else, you know, people find joy in both ways. Exactly. exactly we're living in a day and age now like you said there's tiktokers everywhere like you mm-hmm. can't avoid this shit it's out there it's people are gonna do it i have a tiktok I account I, I tiktoked while i was hiking i've been doing that actually people love it i well, like TikTok. Sure like, i tiktok while i was on a fucking fire tower on one of the trails oh, okay. got a ton of views people love it people you know there's, there's this couple there's this couple i met on the cdt i can't remember the trail i thought i met him like one i met him one time up in Colorado, I think, at a, a hotel I went to or a grocery store. I can't remember. But they're, like, big-time TikTok. Like, they're famous on TikTok. I think they make yep. a living at it now. Yeah, I think I think they got, like, 60,000 60, followers on Instagram. I don't know what their TikTok is, but, yeah, they're, they're big-time. They're on Backpacker Radio. They did an interview, I think. Was that right? Uh, there's a, a boyfriend, girlfriend, or husband, and wife. I don't know which, but they're nice people. Yeah. 
Like they were asking me about yeah. the YouTube thing. They wanted to get into YouTube and TikTok. I don't even know anything about that, but I kind of gave them some pointers on YouTube. It's way easier. I'll tell you that. Like, TikTok's easier. <laughs> TikTok's way easier. Yeah. You just do a. Why do you less, say that? It's less than a minute. You barely have to edit anything, and as long as you get your uh, hashtags right and the video is fast paced enough, you'll get views. I gotcha. Yep. The whole the whole algorithm is weird. I don't know what it's like on TikTok, but the whole algorithm. It's it's it annoys the shit out of me. Is I try to, I, I I think I put a lot of work into these videos. Like I'm thinking about this shit as I'm filming, like composition wise and telling a story as I'm going. I put a lot of thought into that. And some of my least viewed videos are the ones that I thought were the best. But then I'll put a bullshit gear video out, which I hate doing. Like here's what shit in my bag. Like it's the same mm-hmm. bullshit you see every other hiker using. But that video all of a sudden has like double or triple the views that I normally have. It annoys the shit out of me as a creator. Like, what are you gonna? What's this new fancy uh, fucking shoelace you bought for hiking? That must be the best. Bull fucking shit! Like you see assholes out there with Ozark Trail gear, and they're pushing bigger miles than I am. So people nerd out on gear. I get it. I kind of do it with camera gear these days. But as a creator, it annoys the shit out of me that you see which videos go go big and which don't i don't know yeah i know i know exactly what you feel on my personal youtube i've uploaded a video where it's like how to how to do this like a tutorial for something like i'm i don't even know what i was doing at the time but some type of tutorial and it gets a shit ton of views and then like right now even i'm working on a video i have eight hours of footage to edit through and i've done videos like that i've worked on it for like three or four weeks and then i upload it and it gets like two views and i'm like oh cool (laughs) (laughs) welcome to youtube who the fuck knows you know what i mean yeah i haven't figured it out but i i don't i don't make videos i do i've always done videos for myself you know what i mean the reason i got into this whole thing to begin with was i want it was my journal my personal journal i wanted to go back 20 years from now and be able to watch every day of my hike on video that's why i did it to begin with the whole inspiring people and li- people living vicariously through what I'm doing came after the fact. I didn't. I, if I got two views, whatever, I didn't give a shit. This was for me originally, so I still make videos for myself. But when you you get enough followers, you you understand that people are watching you, and you try to you try to keep them entertained too. You know, try to up the production a little bit for their their um, their enjoyment. You know. Yep. Yeah, that's so how I feel with this podcast. Yeah. Sorry. So it's like so it's still for you. But it's like yeah, another like, reason I, that it's for you. Mm-hmm. Well, if it would, you know, I'd, I'd be out there filming with this fucking thing. You know what I mean? But I, because I've got enough people following me these days, I wanted to up the production value. You won't see another asshole hiker like me carrying eight pounds of camera gear up the trail. I do that a lot. The reason for to make it enjoyable for other people watching me, like I'm carrying a fucking drone, multiple lenses. You know what I mean? I'm trying yeah. to put some production into this too. Um, if it was only for me and me, that's it. This thing does just fine. This is a hell of a lot lighter. Um, oh, yeah. But I've tried to up the production a little bit over the last years as my my YouTube growth has, has gotten a little more each trail. So, yeah. Do you have anything else to ask? I have one final thing. Okay, I'll let you do your final. Okay, I'm going to ask you. I asked uh, Kyle this from Kyle Hates Hiking, but I think it's such a interesting question so i'm gonna stick with it as being like my trope i guess but what's uh you obviously research other trails to see what you want to do and stuff and what's the most interested you've been in a trail but you've also been like i'm never gonna do that like i don't want to but you're super interested in it 
uh, that I'll never do. I, I I think it would be cool to hike the North Country Trail. I think that is currently the longest in the U.S., longest oh, yeah. path in the U.S. From North Dakota, I think it goes all the way to Vermont, 4,600 miles. But there's there's parts of that trail that I it would just be a fucking nightmare. Like hiking through North Dakota, like flat as fuck, nothing to look at. You've got wind just destroying your ass. Mm-hmm. That doesn't look – but the whole concept of hiking across the United States, that appeals to me big time. But there would be parts of that hike that would be a fucking nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, one trail that I, I'll never do, and I've, it doesn't even appeal to me, is the Florida Trail. Like, I, I yep. fucking, I hate hiking in hot weather to begin with, but I'm, I don't have very many fears in life. I'm scared shitless of snakes, and I'm scared shitless of heights. I, you know, I don't want to. You don't want me heights in Florida, but sleeping next to snakes and alligators and shit, and hiking through swamps, does not appeal to me in the slightest. I will never. I don't give a shit that you. Oh, go do it in February. It's beautiful. Bull fucking shit. There's still alligators out <laughs> yeah. there. I ain't fuck. I'm not doing that shit. Okay. That was- Grizzly bear, whatever. You know what I mean? Yep. I got a fighting chance, maybe. But a fucking alligator grips a hold of your ass, you, you're fucking done, man. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sk- sna- snakes, I've always been scared shitless of them. Ra- every time I see a rattlesnake, my butthole fuckers. I run the other way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That was mine and Kyle's both answer. That was. The Both of our answers. The yeah. Florida Trail. Yep. Yeah, Florida fuck trail. that shit. Yeah. I'm intrigued by it. I'm definitely interested when I see somebody doing it, but I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> right. Let, no, let's no, no people <laughs> Also, the North I'll Country Trail, the real hiking Viking did that in the middle of January through Minnesota. Yeah, well, he's he's demented. Like, that dude, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, 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 gets off, he gets off on pain. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, remember, I remember way back when, when he did... Um, he fucking, I think he tried a southbound hike, winter hike of the AT, and he posted that picture online of the Mahusik Notch up in Maine, which if you're not familiar with the Mahusik Notch, it's just like boulder fucking corridor. Like you got a boulder hop through this shit. Mm-hmm. It's a mile long. Yeah, it looks and like a lot of fun. it was just like, it was just ice and snow, a wall of ice and snow. And then he tried to do like a winter hike of the Long Trail in Vermont. Like that dude <laughs> yeah. just gets off on that shit. Yep. Yeah. yeah. He's crazy. Yeah, so a lot of challenge. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm soft. I, I'm out there to enjoy it. I don't get off on pain like that. <laughs> you know, I, mean, I want to enjoy myself. <laughs> I do. There, I so. do enjoy some struggle when hiking, but it depends on the level of it. Oh yeah, but, if you through yeah. like, trust me, you'll go through some struggle. You oh, yeah. don't have to put yourself through through that kind of bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was a guy. Um, uh, his name is Ben Vaughn. Um, hiking ginger on social media. He doesn't do YouTube, but he um he's he's got a pretty big following on Instagram. Um. He's a he's a crazy bastard too. I remember he did the when he did the PCT in uh, what year was it? I think it was the year before I did it. And he entered the Sierra really fucking early, and uh, he ended up getting frostbite. Like he was hiking through Ooh. like creeks that were like ice cold up at elevation. Shit, I saw him post a picture online. Like his toenails were his toes were falling off. They were black and blue, and Ooh. he got frostbite. He had to get up trail. Like some of those guys get off on that shit. I'm not one of them. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Yeah. I would way rather like enjoy my time and not be mm-hmm. like, you know, you kind of are succumb to the elements a little bit, but the extremes is like, no, no fucking things. Yeah. All kinds of people out there. That's the, the same thing with the FKTs. The people that do the FKTs, that's a whole different breed of mm-hmm. person that I don't understand. Like I said, running 40 miles two, a day. Yeah. Basically. I met yeah. these two young kids. Um, 
I don't want to keep you on it too long. I'll tell you one last story. How's that? So oh, that sounds great. When I was at when I was at the Outfitter last year in Georgia on the AT, I was getting ready to do my CDT hike, right? But I was I was working at the Outfitter, and it was early January, first week of January, and these two young kids come in the shop, and uh, I'm the Outfitter I worked at was like the first thirty miles. It's the first Outfitter you come to on the AT. These guys come in and they're like, "We watch your videos, blah blah blah. You know, we really dig what you do." And I said, well, you guys have fun out there on the AT this year. Like, well, we're doing the calendar triple crown. I'm like, holy shit. These kids were probably, they must have been early 20s. Maybe they're 18. I don't know. They were young. And they said, well, maybe we'll see you on the, on the CDT this year when you're when you're on the CDT. I'm like, okay. I didn't really think anything. Other. I'm like, bullshit. These kids aren't going to make it. Well, sure as shit. Like, I'm up in Montana finishing up my CDT hike. I'm packing up camp, and I'm getting ready to go on trail. There's two kids come by my tent site and they said, Hey, what's up? I said, Who's that? I said, It's IB Tat. They're like, Holy shit. It was these two kids and they were wrapping up their triple crown, uh, calendar triple crown. I had randomly met them up in Montana at some bumfuck campsite in the middle of nowhere. It was so cool. That's they awesome. had to go over and do the, they had to go over and like wrap up another week on the PCT, I think, but they were just about done. It was pretty fucking cool. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah, it is awesome. I love those like small world moments. <laughs> small world where they're doing hikes that are literally across the country. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't need to just really randomly cool. meet them. Yeah. It's happened to me a couple of times. You see so many repeat offenders out there. Like, mm-hmm. don't I know you from the AT? Like, yeah, yeah, that was me. Yeah. yeah, it's a small world out there. Yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, uh, thanks a lot for coming on and talking to us about hiking and everything. Uh, everything about you. Yeah, 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 it's been really sure. cool talking to you. Like just from like like feeling like I know you from your videos and then being able to physically talk to you or not physically, we're not in person, yeah, but for... being able to talk to you for is, sure. is like it, unreal. It's super cool. And you know, I got I mentioned this to almost everybody that that does these interviews with me. It's like we appreciate at least I appreciate you guys just as much you appreciate me because from someone who has done this three times, and I know how I mentioned earlier how shitty it is getting off trail and going back to the real world. Like people like me need to talk about this shit when we get off trail. We need to vent this shit out because, like I said, I'm working at a place that doesn't have hikers around. It feels good to talk trail life, so we appreciate it and I appreciate you people like you guys doing this stuff and letting us talk about trail life because it means a lot for sure. Mm-hmm. It's amazing to hear Ivy Tat say that he's appreciative of us. <laughs> you feel kind of like warm and fuzzy inside. It's a nice. I, have a blast on the Superior Hiking Trail, man. It's gonna be awesome. Oh yeah, I hope I do. Otherwise, I might hate my life. One of the two is gonna happen. <laughs> you either love yourself and love this lifestyle, or you'll fucking hate it. But you don't know until you get out there. So yeah, you're taking the first right yeah. step and, and getting your feet wet a little bit. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you guys want to be on an episode, you can email youarethehostpod at gmail.com. In the subject line, you put submission if you'd like to be on an episode. If you want us to talk about something, you can put question or commentary in the subject line. If you are listening to this podcast on any of the podcast platforms, you can also find a video version of this podcast on YouTube. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye. Bye.